0: Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Acts chapters 21 and 22 is today's Bible reading. Acts chapter 21. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus. Help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others as you have. And do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in. Acts chapter 21. Tyre and Caesarea. And so, with the tearful goodbyes behind us, we were on our way. We made a straight run to Kos, the next day reached Rhodes, and then Patara. There we found a ship going direct to Phoenicia, got on board, and set sail. Cyprus came into view on our left, but was soon out of sight as we kept on course for Syria, and eventually docked in the port of Tyre. While the cargo was being unloaded, we looked up the local disciples and stayed with them seven days. Their message to Paul, from insight given by the Spirit, was don't go to Jerusalem. 5-6 When our time was up, they escorted us out of the city to the docks. Everyone came along, men, women, children. They made a farewell party of the occasion. We all kneeled together on the beach and prayed. Then, after another round of saying goodbye, we climbed on board the ship while they drifted back to their homes. 7-9-A short run from Tyre to Ptolemais completed the voyage. We greeted our Christian friends there and stayed with them a day. In the morning we went on to Caesarea and stayed with Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. Philip had four virgin daughters who prophesied. Ten eleven After several days of visiting, a prophet from Judea by the name of Agabus came down to see us. He went right up to Paul, took Paul's belt, and, in a dramatic gesture, tied himself up, hands and feet. He said, this is what the Holy Spirit says, the Jews in Jerusalem are going to tie up the man who owns this belt just like this and hand him over to godless unbelievers. Twelve, thirteen. When we heard that, we and everyone there that day begged Paul not to be stubborn and persist in going to Jerusalem. But Paul wouldn't budge, why all this hysteria? Why do you insist on making a scene and making it even harder for me? You're looking at this backward. The issue in Jerusalem is not what they do to me, whether arrest or murder, but what the master Jesus does through my obedience. Can't you see that? 14 We saw that we weren't making even a dent in his resolve, and gave up. It's in God's hands now, we said. Master, you handle it. 15-16 It wasn't long before we had our luggage together and were on our way to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us and took us to the home of Manassan, who received us warmly as his guests. A native of Cyprus, he had been among the earliest disciples. Jerusalem. 17-19 to inches Jerusalem, our friends, glad to see us, received us with open arms. The first thing next morning, we took Paul to see James. All the church leaders were there. After a time of greeting and small talk, Paul told the story, detail by detail, of what God had done among the non-Jewish people through his ministry. They listened with delight and gave God the glory. 2021 They had a story to tell, too, and just look at what's been happening here, thousands upon thousands of God-fearing Jews have become believers in Jesus. But there's also a problem because they are more zealous than ever in observing the laws of Moses. They've been told that you advise believing Jews who live surrounded by unbelieving outsiders to go light on Moses, telling them that they don't need to circumcise their children or keep up the old traditions. This isn't sitting at all well with them. 22-24 We're worried about what will happen when they discover you're in town. There's bound to be trouble. So here is what we want you to do. There are four men from our company who have taken a vow involving ritual purification but have no money to pay the expenses. Join these men in their vows and pay their expenses. Then it will become obvious to everyone that there is nothing to the rumors going around about you and that you are in fact scrupulous in your reverence for the laws of Moses. 25 In asking you to do this, we're not going back on our agreement regarding non-Jews who have become believers. We continue to hold fast to what we wrote in that letter, namely, to be careful not to get involved in activities connected with idols, to avoid serving food offensive to Jewish Christians, to guard the morality of sex and marriage 26 so paul did it took the men joined them in their vows and paid their way the next day he went to the temple to make it official and stay there until the proper sacrifices had been offered and completed for each of them paul under arrest 27 29 when the 7 days of their purification were nearly up some Jews from around ephesus spotted him in the temple at once they turned the place upside down they grabbed paul and started yelling at the top of their lungs help you Israelites, help! This is the man who is going all over the world telling lies against us and our religion in this place. He's even brought Greeks in here and defiled this holy place. What had happened was that they had seen Paul and Trophimus, the Ephesian Greek, walking together in the city and had just assumed that he had also taken him to the temple and shown him around. 30 Soon the whole city was in an uproar, people running from everywhere to the temple to get in on the action. They grabbed Paul, dragged him outside, and locked the temple gate so he couldn't get back in and gain sanctuary. 3132 as they were trying to kill him word came to the captain of the guard a riot the whole city's boiling over he acted swiftly his soldiers and centurions ran to the scene at once as soon as the mob saw the captain and his soldiers they quit beating paul 3336 the captain came up and put paul under arrest he first ordered him handcuffed and then asked who he was and what he had done all he got from the crowd were shouts one yelling this another that it was impossible to tell one word from another in the mob hysteria, so the captain ordered Paul taken to the military barracks. But when they got to the temple steps, the mob became so violent that the soldiers had to carry Paul. As they carried him away, the crowd followed, shouting, kill him! Kill him! Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. When they got to the barracks and were about to go in, Paul said to the captain, can I say something to you? He answered, oh, I didn't know you spoke Greek. I thought you were the Egyptian who not long ago started a riot here, and then hid out in the desert with his four thousand thugs. 39 Paul said, No, I'm a Jew, born in Tarsus. And I'm a citizen still of that influential city. I have a simple request, let me speak to the crowd. Paul tells his story. 40 Standing on the barrack steps, Paul turned and held his arms up. A hush fell over the crowd as Paul began to speak. He spoke in Hebrew. Acts 22 one 2 a, My dear brothers and fathers, listen carefully to what I have to say before you jump to conclusions about me. When they heard him speaking Hebrew, they grew even quieter. No one wanted to miss a word of this. 2-3 He continued, I am a good Jew, born in Tarsus in the province of Cilicia, but educated here in Jerusalem under the exacting eye of Rabbi Gamaliel, thoroughly instructed in our religious traditions. And I've always been passionately on God's side, just as you are right now. I went after anyone connected with this way, went at them with all my might, ready to kill for God. I rounded up men and women right and left and had them thrown in prison. You can ask the chief priest or anyone in the high council to verify this, they all knew me well. Then I went off to our brothers in Damascus, armed with official documents authorizing me to hunt down the followers of Jesus there, arrest them, and bring them back to Jerusalem for sentencing. 6-7 As I arrived on the outskirts of Damascus about noon, A blinding light blazed out of the skies and I fell to the ground, dazed. I heard a voice, Saul, Saul, why are you out to get me? Eight to nine, who are you, Master? I asked. He said, I am Jesus the Nazarene, the one you're hunting down. My companion saw the light, but they didn't hear the conversation. Ten to eleven, then I said, What do I do now, Master? He said, Get to your feet and enter Damascus. There you'll be told everything that's been set out for you to do. And so we entered Damascus, but nothing like the entrance I had planned, I was blind as a bat and my companions had to lead me in by the hand. 12-13 And that's when I met Ananias, a man with a sterling reputation in observing our laws, the Jewish community in Damascus is unanimous on that score. He came and put his arm on my shoulder. Look up, he said. I looked, and found myself looking right into his eyes, I could see again. 14-16 Then he said, The God of our ancestors has handpicked you to be briefed on His plan of action. You've actually seen the righteous innocent and heard Him speak. You are to be a key witness to everyone you meet of what you've seen and heard. So what are you waiting for? Get up and get yourself baptized, scrubbed clean of those sins and personally acquainted with God. 17-18 Well, it happened just as Ananias said. After I was back in Jerusalem and praying one day in the temple, lost in the presence of God, I saw Him, saw God's righteous innocent and heard him say to me, hurry up. Get out of here as quickly as you can. None of the Jews here in Jerusalem are going to accept what you say about me. 19-20 At first I objected, who has better credentials? They all know how obsessed I was with hunting out those who believed in you, beating them up in the meeting places and throwing them in jail. And when your witness Stephen was murdered, I was right there, holding the coats of the murderers and cheering them on. And now they see me totally converted. What better qualification could I have? 21 But he said, don't argue. Go. I'm sending you on a long journey to outsider non-Jews. A Roman citizen. 22-25 The people in the crowd had listened attentively up to this point, but now they broke loose, shouting out, kill him. He's an insect. Stomp on him. They shook their fists. They filled the air with curses. That's when the captain intervened and ordered Paul taken into the barracks. By now the captain was thoroughly exasperated. He decided to interrogate Paul under torture in order to get to the bottom of this, to find out what he had done that provoked this outraged violence. As they spread eagled him with strips of leather, getting him ready for the whip, Paul said to the centurion standing there, is this legal, torturing a Roman citizen without a fair trial. 26 When the centurion heard that, he went directly to the captain. Do you realize what you've done? This man is a Roman citizen. 27 The captain came back and took charge. Is what I hear right? You're a Roman citizen? Paul said, I certainly am. 28 The captain was impressed. I paid a huge sum for my citizenship. How much did it cost you? Nothing, said Paul. It cost me nothing. I was free from the day of my birth. 29 That put a stop to the interrogation. And it put the fear of God into the captain. He had put a Roman citizen in chains and come within a whisker of putting him under torture. 30 The next day, Determined to get to the root of the trouble and know for sure what was behind the Jewish accusation, the captain released Paul and ordered a meeting of the high priests and the high council to see what they could make of it. Paul was let in and took his place before them. Hashtag amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read a proverb every day with Proverbs 2 Go. Thank you for being here. Listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely. Michael and Michelle. Shell. Join us. Again. Tomorrow. As we continue reading God's Word with Audio Bible 2 Go. Visit. Bible. The number. 2. Then. G. O. dot .us. See you again tomorrow.